do you think of when you think of back to school? Just last night, I went shopping at one of my favorite retail outlets to be unnamed because perhaps it is your favorite as well or not favorite. I had to shop for my kids back to school products like, you know, pencils and paper and rulers and all those other things. Right. And as I was searching and digging, I could not for the life of me find two things. One, the correct calculator that I was supposed to buy for my 10th grader. And two, believe it or not, a, a ruler. I could not find a ruler. I even went into the, just the office warehouse part. And I, I went to the section that, you know, is, Oh, maybe there's a ruler. If I'm sewing something, you know, lining it up, whatever it might be, I couldn't find it for the life of me. But what I started thinking about is back to school as a trainer and as a speaker, there are probably a list, just like my kids have their list, of things that we might want to remind ourselves to do as we head into this season. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group. Good day, friends. We're glad that you're here. If you enjoy short, quick tips that are immediately applicable in the world of training and development, you have come to the right place because that's what we do every Friday here on the Creative Training Techniques Podcast. Feel free to click like and follow so that you never miss an episode. And today's we're going to continue on the topic of a checklist for back-to-school, quote-unquote, teachers, aka also known as trainers and speakers. So here are a few that I just want, I mean, these are, it's not rocket science people, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of what we should be doing. I took a look at my boys' lists and it was interesting because one thing I didn't think about was second semester. So my ninth and my 10th grader, I got everything that was on their list for first semester because I printed off their lists and I highlighted what classes they were in so that I would very easily see what I needed for each of them. And as soon as I got home, I realized, oh my gosh, now is the best time to buy everything because it's more affordable. But I completely forgot about their second semester. I didn't buy anything that they needed for that. And so now I will be going back to the store again, or maybe Amazon will have it. Who knows? But the idea here is it's good for us to have checklists as trainers, some things that we might know, but we might have forgotten about. Number one, be genuine when you're presenting and speaking. Everyone can spot somebody being insincere. Number two, being th enthusiastic. I will say that many people tell me, Becky, I wish I could just bottle your en energy. And I, that is just a natural, um, I, it's not even a skill. It's just a gift that was given to me because I naturally am happy and enthusiastic, not always at home. I'm just saying when, when chores are not done, it's not a pleasant place around here. No, but I will say that enthusiasm is contagious. It helps to prevent discipline problems. And it, it shows you that you're sold on what you're teaching and training. It's infectious. So find your passion. Number three, keep things moving. Make sure it's well planned and lots of variety, but just keep things going. Not pausing too long but make sure that you do take the time to, number five, pause at some point. Maybe that's number four, actually. That's number four, pausing. Now, another one is the concept of being fair to everyone. Sometimes you have in your audience your favorites, and that's always really fun. At the Bob Pike Group, we do free, every single month, one-hour webinars to kind of teach whatever topic. 
And we don't sell on those. We just really want to give back. And so I love it when I have my favorites on because they always engage at a high level. But I also want to be vigilant to look for those that might be quieter, that may not stand out, because I might be able to capitalize on something that is important to them only if I take the time to really look for it. Next is be professional. Value your students, those that are listening in. I have high expectations for myself. I think every trainer should so that you can maintain the consistency in everything that you do. Next up is to praise in public, discipline in private. I wrote a book on difficult participants and difficult behaviors, how to overcome them in the classroom. And those that book is in the show notes down below, but really what it's getting at is avoiding confrontation with people in the your session in front of the class and trying to allow that participant to save face in front of their peers. Now, it is very common that people can easily see who's being difficult, okay? They've done enough to you know, denigrate themselves or the teacher's authority, whatever. People can see it. You don't need to emphasize it, but it is our job to, one, get them back to learner as fast as we can, and to make sure that you don't lose it right in front of the other participants. Be sure to ask for help as you are heading back in to this quote-unquote new school year, right? Asking for help in areas that you aren't particularly strong. For example, I am not super detail-oriented, but a lot of people on my team are. So I will share with them, uh, hey, here's my new podcast. Here's my new um, PowerPoint. Here's my new book. Will you please take a look, read through it, give me feedback? Because that feedback is going to make my whatever fill-in-the-blank content even better. So these are just a few tips to get you started as you head into this next season. On our next podcast, I will give you several more ideas, and it's just a great way for you to just check it off. Do you have all five or six of these things? Boom, boom, boom. And if you do, great. You're good to go. If not, maybe you need to just take a moment to figure out how to get that started as you head into being an even more amazing presenter in this next season. All right. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you next Friday.